and encourage you to the week of prayer starting tomorrow from 6 a.m. <laughs> so prayer is something we make a big fuss about in this house and prayer is what shape everything we do because it shows our dependency on God. For without him, we, we can do very little or nothing. And so we pray because we need to pray. And um, your experience might not have been that you've been able to be part of our prayer week. So this um, prayer week has been going on for as long as this church has been around. And for my 20 something odd years that I've been in this church, um, I've always been part of that week of prayer. It is a powerful place to be. I need those week for just me personally. But it has, it has shaped this church. Many of you in this room will testify to that what God has done through that prayer is what we call a week of prayer. I remember the first one I came, I, I wasn't particularly listening to the dates, and they just a week of prayer, and on a Friday night of that week, I came and the door was shut. <laughs> it was actually three days of prayer. <laughs> and then recently, the last prayer, week of prayer we did, we did for five days. Now, they, don't get me wrong, those three days of prayer have been so powerful over the years. But then for some reasons, um, not everybody could have been part of that because of good reasons, family reasons, you know, family situation, work-wise, they could have been. So the last one we did was for five days. And it's across every form of platform that you can think of. And it ranges from 6 a.m. to fr Friday night stroke, Saturday 2 a.m. So within that week from 6 a.m., and that's the same pattern we follow to this week from tomorrow till close to 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning, there'll be all kind of prayer going, corporate prayer, across different platforms and different settings. We feel as the eldership team to make this available because we found that a lot of people were able to be part of that that haven't been any part of the prayer week before. But I want to encourage you to take time out to pray. And uh, what we do, is it me? I want to remind you what we do when we pray. Not that you need any reminding, but it's just something I want to, I feel I should start from that place. 
And what a better place to start than to hear Jesus himself talk about prayer. Luke 11, verse 2 to 4. And this is what Jesus said about prayer. He said, and he said to them, when you pray, say this. Father, our Father, hallowed be your name. You know, it speaks of a relationship, a father-son, a father-daughter relationship. That just straight away remove any perfection in prayer because it's a father-son relationship. My daughters don't follow protocol to come and speak to me. They just see that sometimes they knock, sometimes they just barge into my room. Sometimes I tell them, you can't, there's no door there to knock. But it's, 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 it's a family of years that when we come to God in prayer, it's not, we're not having a God who is some monster somewhere, but we have a loving Father, like we've been reminded in the worship, to come into your Father's presence. You hallow, it talks about even though he's your Father, but you reverence him, hallowed be your name. So what will our, worship, our prayer times look like? It will speak of worship. Because worship comes from your heart. It will check your heart out. How's my heart today? Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. That's about the prayer times we gather. It's about his kingdom. And his kingdom is his rule, his power, and his authority breaking into a life. You and I, we were never like this until God broke in. That is kingdom breaking in into your life. And look at you now. Like uh, Tiff was reminding us last week when God broke in, a transformation begins in your life. For you are never the same again. Because something has happened. Thy kingdom come. Last week we were the Youth, the under-18s, um, are they under-18s? But kids, they were getting baptized. Next gen. Because why God's kingdom has broken into their life and has begun a process. Jesus says, if I cast out devils by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When the homeless have been housed, the hungry have been fed and People who are molested sexually are being sought after. Those are motivations across the different platform that represent those things I've just spoken. They are platform of kingdom people, administrators, shaping things. The kingdom has come. If I've eaten my breakfast this morning because I've walked to a food bank, then God's kingdom has come. If somebody has called me because they are caring for me, because I'm lonely and I have no one to relate to, because some kingdom-minded person has decided to check me out and call me, then the kingdom of God has come to that person. We are kingdom administrators. That kingdom come. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all of these things that keep us from praying shall be added to us. 
And in this house, we believe that there's a season coming that the kingdom of God will be breaking across our neighborhood. That's why we are pushing for community. Do you realize that when God's kingdom broke into your life and my life, and you join somebody else, we are building a family. That's why we talk about family members, missionaries, and disciples. Across racial, demographic backgrounds, whatever you call it. God's kingdom has come. In this room are people who have experienced the power of God. We're asking that God's kingdom will come into some form of family tension, some relationship issues, uh, some addiction issue. When God broke through my life, he broke some chains of addiction off of my life. God's kingdom has extended to my life. That's why I'm an ex- I will extend this kingdom to somebody else, not just myself. For it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to the yoke of slavery. We ask that the God's kingdom will come. That's what we pray about. Jesus, and, and, and you want to ask, how often do we do it? Jesus suggests we do this daily. <laughs> Give us each day our daily bread. We're demanding the kingdom daily. We're asking for provision daily. And he puts us in a place of humility. Forgive us our sins. If you say you have no sin, you lie and the truth is not in you. It's a place of humility. Lord, will you forgive me my sins today? David said in Psalm 66, if I regard iniquity in my heart. In other words, iniquity is an old English word. That means your heart is not right. If If I treasure iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So, but thank God for the blood of the Lamb that washed us and cleansed us. And the Bible says we have the boldness to enter into the holies of holy by the blood of the Lamb. And we come accepted. It is not something we have worked for. It's God's work of grace in our life will come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us these days. It's a demand. We need, church, we need to demand the days. Give us this day. That's what Jesus said. Place a demand on your day. David, Psalm 143. Let this money bring me word of of your unfailing love. For in you I trust. Teach me the way I should go. That's what we do. We never have enough time to do it. Forgive us our sins. Forgive me my sin as I forgive everyone who is indebted to you. You know, you can never be free until you free somebody else. You can never be holding somebody in your heart in unforgiveness and expect to walk in liberty. It's a time to say, I let go. They've stepped on my toe. They've talked about me. They've hurt me. They've said stuff about me. I wasn't there. They've, they've taken my stuff. Let it go for the sake of the kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And lead us not into temptation. It's a place we pray for protection. Protect me. Can you ever get tired of that? Protect me on a daily basis. We're living in uncertain times. Protect me. 
Protect my daughters. Protect my, my wife. Protect my mother. Protect your church. If you're a community leader, you're crying to God. We're asking God to invade our world. We're asking, it, it tells us of an alternative priority. One of the things that Dave was reminding us on the first Sunday was talking about um, the, the components that we sometimes lack. But when we ask that thy kingdom come, what we're saying is there's a better alternative to what this person is going through. There's a better reality to what you're going through. Thy kingdom come into this situation. Somebody has been told they don't have four days to live. Where we're asking God of heaven, will you intervene? Will you bring healing in this situation? This marriage is about to break up. We're asking God, will you come? He talks about confidence. We brag about it. something about confidence in God. What God has done in my life gives me confidence to help somebody else. So that reality is asking me to say, let your kingdom come. It has come to me. It's about the urgency. We don't have a lot of time remaining. Lord, will your kingdom come in my neighborhood? Let it come into this city. There's not a lot of time. That kingdom come. And it's always good we do this together. Um, Mike Bett is he leads, uh, the, the, is the lead of the uh, re- relational mission. His name is Mike Bett. He has this quote that I find very helpful. Uh, you should come up behind me. Uh-huh. He says, I will not say I'm, a very, I'm very good at prayer. And I find that when I pray with others, I can do better, reach higher, concentrate for longer, find words and amen others' prayers in a way that would simply not be possible if I was on my own. That's why we call it corporate prayers. You'll find that throughout this week there'll be different places you can gather corporately with other people, like-minded people like yourself, and asking for God's kingdom to come. How many people know we need God's kingdom to come in our neighborhood, in our homes? We so much, we talk about God's kingdom, we need to ask God's kingdom to come. And Lord, I need your kingdom to invade my home. I need to invade my space. I have no space that you haven't given me. Take over my life, my addiction, my slackness. I need your kingdom to come to put my life in order. I need daily calling on God of heaven to put things in order. I want to... Um, I want to just very quickly tell us um, just three things that we're expected to pray and that we have compelling cases to pray about. But the way I'm going is only one I'm going to share with you. But the first one thing I want us to look at is 2 Chronicles 7.14. We all know this scripture, most of us. If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Let me give you a background story to this very quickly. So this is Solomon. He has built a temple for the Lord and he also built a palace for himself and he is now dedicating this temple to the Lord. Say, Lord, this, this temple is for you. 
I'll build this for you, uh, a dedication. And in response to that, God answered him and said, well, that, um, and this speaks to our disobedience sometimes. It says that there will be a time that it will uh, shut the heavens or cause the locusts to devour the agricultural people then, uh, devour the land or cause pestilence to come. But if my people, because of this thing that's happened, if my people who are called by my name, is a people thing, it's not a one-man show, a people thing, a collective voices of people God has saved, if they will call on my name, he says, and humble themselves, this place of humility, and turn from their wicked ways. There's something about when you turn, you say, I've been doing this in my own strength, but if I turn now, he says, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. How many people know we need healing in our land today? We need so much, a lot of stuff to be healed. And you know, the dedication of the temple, literally, if you translate it to present day uh, uh, us, the temple of God, when all of us leave, leave this place after this service, this place is just a building. This is not the temple of God. You and I are the temple that God is speaking to now. Your life and my life, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And wherever we live, we find ourselves amongst other temples that have no regard for God or, or their temperament. You know, there are some places that you don't want to live in because of what they say about the place. You know, there are some places you will go to that you will be looking behind your shoulders, you know. Sometimes they go in Brixton. When you want to walk in Brixton, you have to be careful how you're, what you're walking. Don't say it doesn't affect me. Never say the evil around you, oh, I'm living in some posh place. It will never affect me. It's just a matter of time. So when you hear of gang crime, knife crime, and all of those things, Cry to God, don't just say it's a news issue, no. We're the salt of the world. Wherever you are, you're the salt. You're the pastor of your street. Nobody needs to ordain you, but you're just a pastor. Just say to you, this is my street. I pray for my people on the street. They might not know you, have regard for you, but do kingdom business. You get the gist that we have, wherever we are, we're asking for God's kingdom to come. That's why we're particular about wherever you live, form a community, and begin to do kingdom business there. You have no other business other than us that the kingdom of God will come. No other business. That the, the kingdom of God will invade my neighborhood. And the thing is, the, the kingdom of God should have invaded your life first. If not, you have nothing to give. We, are, we have not to be lethargic about the things of God. He also, when we wake up in the morning, he has to sign an alarm with us. And say, this is the day the Lord has made. Don't look outside first and see whether it's snowing or raining before. Say, oh, this is not really a good day. No, the good day is the day the Lord has made. 
Those are people who look outside the window and say, oh, how do you feel today is bad? <laughs> Let the word of God determine how good your day is. Let what God has spoken of over your life determine what your day looks like. God has a plan for your life. You're better than the, the newspaper credit yourself for. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're sitting on dunamis. The power of God is inside of you. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ will by the same spirit give life, not death, life to your mother body. You ought to stand in front of the mirror and say, greater is he that is in me. I do that. Sometimes you might think I'm crazy. I wonder how many people, my daughter, hear me talking to the mirror. I'm talking to myself. Greater is he that is in me. I'm more than a conqueror to Christ who loved me. I need to remind myself because when I tune on the radio, it doesn't remind me that greater is he in me. It just tells me that the bill is going up next month. There was a widow in Luke 18. Jesus told the parable, he says, men ought to pray and not to give up. And this is not the season to give up. I've traveled this journey for so long to quit now. <laughs> I've come this far to give up. Because I know the promises of God in Christ Jesus are what they yes and amen. I want us to have confidence in how we pray. 1 John 5, 14, one of my favorite scriptures says, this is the confidence that we have in him. Let's pray with confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will. So how do I know his will? But his word is his will. The word of God is his his will. If God has said it, then he has the power to do what he has spoken. For God is not a man that he should lie. Is he a son of man that he should Whatever God has said, he has the power to deliver. So I'm not asking God based on how I feel. I'm asking him about how he feels. And he feels the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, he is the same. Church, let's be confident who our God is. The word of God is living and is active. These are the blessings of God we have. Take the word of God for yourself and declare life. And we come together as God's people. We're asking, let your kingdom come. There's a new reality. It is the work of the Holy Spirit quickening us to hold on to the word of God. James, six, James chapter 5, 16 to 18. And with, um, therefore confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you, may not, that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power and it is working. The old King James says that he has the, the effectual fervent prayer of righteous man makes tremendous power available. When you pray, it's not about you. When you pray in the name of Jesus, power is available. I want to dare you this week, there are certain things you're dealing with. Stand with those people and pray and ask that kingdom of God to break in.
in Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 12, this is one of the cases I wanted to present to you in Acts chapter 12. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. Listen to that, to the church. The reason was because they belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with a sword, and when he saw that he pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of our living bread, and when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after Passover to bring him to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but watch that. Peter was kept in prison, but the earnest prayer for him was made by the church. That's why when one of us is afflicted, we come together and cry for that prison door to be open. Whether it be the affliction, whether it be that of, of, of some impossible situation, we stand together with one another. I'm telling you, a mighty force when it comes to prayer, when, when we gather together and lift up our voice, power is generated to set the captives free. The spirit of the Lord God is upon you and I and anointed us to preach good news to the titan. Liberty to the captive. Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We have a God who is talking and is expecting us to talk back to him and say, Lord, this is what you have promised. This is a thief is invading my home. Whatever the thief is, I said no. We need to roll up our sleeve and say no to the enemy. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they're mighty through God. The scripture says, what Paul writes to Timothy, says, fight the good fight of faith. All of the activities that we see in, in the book of Acts, that we see the power of God moving so powerfully, is so that the gospel will be preached. Proclamation of the gospel. Gospel declaration. And, and we express that in different ways and shade and form. Jesus says, when was I hungry and you fed me? Or was I in prison and you visited me? Uh, Jesus turned around and he says, as long as you've done it to any one of these, you've done it to me. I know in this house that many of you are doing stuff, that you do them not because of you, but because of gospel proclamation. I want to encourage you to carry on. Every child you mentor, Every need in this church that we cry for, that you support. There's still some stuff you could do, but anytime you make yourself available for the work of the ministry, then you're bringing the kingdom of God down. We, have, we are blessed in this house with so many youth, kids. But even that, our kids' work are suffering because there are, not, not, there's not, there are not a lot of kingdom people to invest in our kids. Is God speaking to you today? 
What, what is your area of calling? What has God blessed you with? What is God speaking to you? In this house, what will you say that as long as you've been there that you can do to shape things? But we are all kingdom shapers, administrators of the kingdom of God. In our own little way or small way. Whatever you do, make sure you answer the call to God. Because you're not answering to any man but, but to Jesus Christ, the King of glory. And, and, and we want to thank God for what this house has been for years. How many people have gone out of this house and impacting other things somewhere else, far away? But this is your watch. You are watchmen and watchwomen for the kingdom of God. Get to the work. We, we, we never measure people by performance. No. You do something, you don't do it well, then do something else. This is your father's house. Your voice must be heard. I want, I want us to... Um, I want to have a few minutes to pray. I skip some things so that we can pray. And the Lord spoke to me as I was preparing this note for today for you. Hmm. We've heard during this worship that your offering might be with pain. There's an African adage that my mom used to tell me, you know. Um, I'm going to translate it well so that you will understand. How many people know what lizards look like? Lizards? 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 They're, those, they're not crocodiles, but they're lizards. <laughs> the tiny lizards, you know. So my mom said to me that there are many lizards you see around. But what you cannot tell is which one of them has a tummy ache. <laughs> because they don't, you don't know, they don't tell you. What am I talking about? What's he talking about lizards? This is prayer week, he's talking about lizards. You know, we come in and go, we come in and go. Some of us are carrying things we don't know we're carrying. Others don't know. And as I was praying, God, God said to me to pray with you. Some of you are carrying pain, but I'm asking you to enter this prayer week with commitment. And that's God's kingdom to break in into your situation. And you have a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, the thing is, um, Galatians 6, 7 to 9, it says God is not mocked, like in mockery, you know, there's... You can never mock God or make, take God for a joke. 
He says, whatsoever a man sows, in terms of plant, what you plant is what you will reap. He says, if you plant to your flesh, in other words, to the dictates of your flesh, you know, your flesh, left for your flesh, you want to even be in bed this morning, just call up in the duvet and do nothing. Today was a race type of sleeping late and sleeping, not coming to church. If you give in, he says, if you sow to your flesh, you will reap of your flesh corruption. But if you then sow to the spirits, in other words, making kingdom business your business, you will reap life eternal. In, in, in Acts 3, it talks about times of refreshing. It comes from the presence of the Lord. And I feel this week, God is going to refresh many of you. As, as you honor this call to prayer. Can I ask you to rise on your feet, please, if you can? I want to pray with you. I want, God, I want to end in Hosea 14.5. You will be back there. It's in the New Living Translation. If you are able to, please stand up if you can. Um, Hosea chapter 4. So no, Hosea chapter 14, verse 5. And it says, it says, I will be to Israel a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the shebas in, in, in Lebanon. You know, dew is like water droplet condensed in the night. You know, in a dry place, when, when the dew comes, he, he brings refreshing in the morning. And in the walk of Israel, Yahweh, the king of glory, what he did for Israel, he will do for you. I say, what he did for Israel, he will do for you. Talk to me, somebody. What he did for Israel, he will do for you. Now, 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 God is no respecter of person. Whatever he has done, he will repeat it. And, and the Lord said to me, the times of refreshing is coming to your situation. Do you believe that? That the times of refreshing is coming in, in, into your situation. For, for, for the times of refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. Can you do me one favor? The person next to you, just hold their hand. If they remove their hand, they leave their hand alone, not by force. <laughs> Let them know that you are holding their hand. Don't squeeze it and break it, just gently squeeze. That God has got you in your pain. That God has got you in your pain. A times of refreshing. I prophesy to you is coming from the presence of the Lord. Take this word. It's the word of God. He says, I'm coming to refresh your home. That situation, I'm coming to refresh you. Because you've honored my call for my cry, that my, my call to, to cry to me. He says, I'll bring refreshing to your home. The one who created the ears, will you not hear? The one who created the eyes, will you not see? I can see you, the Lord said. I see that pain. I see that pain. I see that pain. That the glory is coming. Show us your glory, O oh Lord. I 
many people want his glory? Shows your glory, oh Lord. Let the dew of heaven, let the dew from heaven bring us a refreshing show us your glory oh lord let the dew of heaven let the dew from heaven bring us a refreshing show us your glory oh lord show us your glory lord show us your glory oh lord hallelujah show us your glory oh lord the dew from heaven let the dew from heaven bring us a refreshing show us your glory oh lord hallelujah i know it's been painful i know you've strived you've gone through many others but the king of glory will show you his glory christ in you the hope of glory say i love you my daughter i know your pain i can see you lord You've asked me and I'm coming up. Show us your glory, we are. Show us your glory. Talk, talk to him. Say, show him. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Oh. Let the dew from heaven, let the dew from heaven bring us a refreshing show us your glory Father I want to thank you today because this is the day that you have made and as your people we will rejoice and be glad and as we seek your face this coming week as we cry to you in prayer, some of us will seek you and cry to you in prayer and fasting and all, all of the things that goes with that, Lord, we, we ask to God for times of refreshing that it will come upon our lives. I pray that we will be people who are asking that your kingdom will come in our neighborhood, in our homes. Oh God, the life so God will be transformed. We ask for transformation of lives. Not because of us, but because of the kingdom. We ask that you will do exceedingly, abundantly, that we could ever ask. So we ask for transformed lives. After this week that God's people have waited on you, God of heaven, will you honor your word? Will you honor your name amongst your people? We ask for healing this week. We ask for divine healing. We ask for supernatural breakthrough this week. Not because we're asking for it, but because we're seeking for the kingdom of God. And all of this.
things are beginning to burst forth because we have cried to God of heaven. Lord, will you do mighty things, mighty miracles. Let the jobless have a job. Let the sinners be saved. Oh God, let the hopeless have hope. Let every despair heart. Let there be a garment of praise, the sound of rejoicing in the house, oh God of heaven. Will you walk miracles in Jesus' name? Will you cause us to be conscious, minded of the things of the gospel of God? In Jesus' name, will you make us ambassadors, true ambassadors of God's kingdom? We ask for protection. We ask for provision. We ask that God, you will answer to your name, God of heaven. You will do what only you are able to do. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray.